Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeremy and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome everybody! Welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I'm William Orshani, and I am your game master for this fucking nonsense. <laughs> and we're only just getting started today. Oh yeah. It's hard out there for a pimp, but it's hard in here for a me. <laughs> oh, this was great. I loved every second of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, joining me today, we have Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I am playing Kendall Fairchild, an Aladrin warlock, who is going to try to seduce a dragon today. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, I I predict interestingly. Uh, well, yes, especially since I, I think people are vastly overestimating Kendall's game, including <laughs> Kendall. Yeah. If Kindle fails, Mistel is here. I'm just saying. Yeah, Mistel will seduce the dragon. Yes, she's been. No, Mist Mistel got assigned to the away team. Mm. And if Mistel fails, then it's on Till. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sen. Uh, I'm Sen. I'm not here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am playing Colton, the. Uh, Artificer, gadgeteer, master maker, master maker, who's just standing back going like just like the last one standing going, I I'm sorry, I don't know what they were all doing. <laughs> and Jack the second. Hi, I'm Jack the Second. Um I play Surprise, an ethereal sorcerer who's going to lead a heist. Criminal mastermind. <laughs> Well, criminal something, that's for sure. Mastermind <laughs> criminal is mind. yet to be discovered. Criminal mind. <laughs> and Holly? Hey, I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel in Varn Rogue, who doesn't realize what seduction actually is, even though she's been taking notes on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Craig? I, I play Just Us. Um... A swarm keeper ranger, uh, domain of light cleric, and uh, uh, philosopher now, I guess? We'll call it philosophy. Yeah, sure. Are you publishing that? And... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and Jack the Elder. Hi, everybody. My name's Jack. I am playing Till Wayland, the ostensible leader of this ragtag band of nutballs. <laughs> Uh, he's a Way of the Iron Path monk, an avian uh, from a spacer family, and hopefully going to get this new ship a better engine with the help of all of this nonsense. <laughs> oh, fuck. My face hurts. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights. Eat the rich. Uh, be safe out there, anyone who is either still or will be in the future feeling the effects of a hurricane that just passed through. Um, and if you're passing by uh, Fulton County Jail, just point and laugh. Oh, is that where he's that where he's at right now? I mean, I don't yeah, know if he's, he's in Fulton that, County. I don't know if that's where he's at currently, but that's where his mugshot was taken. It's... So <laughs> there's commemorative graffiti. Yeah, and it just says it says MAGA. My ass, got, my ass got arrested. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, no, he's out on bail. He's not in a jail cell no. at, by any stretch of the but imagination. That, but yes, mm-hmm. Fulton County is where he got his mugshot taken. So again, mm-hmm. point and laugh. <laughs> there you go. Hold on. William's frozen, but he's still talking in the other room. Oh. <laughs> You're uh, frozen. Hold on. Shawnee, turn off your Starfield download. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine done like two days ago. I, I I'll be right back for unrelated reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the Starfield download in Steam. It's not downloading yet. <laughs> I I legitimately just need to run a Holly at some point. I need to just run an Ethernet cable from my computer to that router because the Wi-Fi on this computer has been getting steadily worse. I'm fine with that. Talk to the Austin. He knows these things. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when, when last we left off, uh, this group, uh, had it hatched some plans. Several, in fact. Um, intending to, uh. In exchange for getting the starship engine that they needed for their for their new vessel, uh, had agreed to acquire a magical orb uh, of draconic power from a black dragon, famously known uh, throughout the various nations as Sturial Faust, uh, and uh, to do so, several different plans had been hatched. Uh, the initial one uh, being to attempt diplomacy uh, to see if perhaps a bargain could be struck uh, between the Black abandoned and and the, and the Dust Knights uh, to see if there might be some way to acquire the uh, to acquire the ore peacefully. This method of diplomacy was very quickly augmented by an offer from Kendall to seduce the dragon. Uh, in order to gain the upper hand for these negotiations. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Augmented is a strong word. (laughs) Let's be specific. The exact phrasing was get the dragon D. More like augmented. Yeah, no. That's fine. You lost. I know who Ogloff is. Yeah. I just refused to laugh. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <clears throat> the secondary plan uh, was put in place to try and perform a heist. Uh, if possible, theoretically, even while negotiations were ongoing. Uh, that certainly won't 
potentially cause a problem with negotiations if uh, if the heist is discovered while negotiations are ongoing. Uh, uh, but in in preparation for assisting with their attempts to seduce Furial Faust, the ancient black dragon, uh, uh, Kendall has decided to seek out a contact from an enjoyable previous knight uh, who is simply in their phone as tongue. Uh, it, quick question, quick clarifying question. Is the T capitalized or not? Yes, because auto capitalization probably. Is there, Whether it... Are there any punctuation added to it? I don't think so because again, like whether it whether it was typed in, or whether it was is a is a nickname or just a reference to a body part, it would have been lowercase regardless, and then auto corrected to uppercase, with any potential punctuation removed. Clarifying question: Words, oh, emojis. No. Clarifying question: If I recall. Is your phone is also your like your arcane focus for your magic? I, no, I believe your arcane focus is also your pact because it's your necklace. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I for some reason I had in my brain that your that your phone was your focus, and I was really concerned about what that might mean. But never mind. Carry on. <laughs> no. Wait. 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 I think you might actually be right on this because. The necklace can be taken off and given to other people. Right. Yes. Mechanically. Yeah. And so that would that thematically would not work well for that's where I get my power from. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's my phone. That's what I remember I, I, from from early from from early early in the in the campaign that it was your phone that was your focus. So is what is the font? <laughs> Because there's no way it's a standard phone font if it's an art. Oh, it's one hundred percent not. It is. It's Helvetica, but with two L's. No, that would be if it was a fiend warlock. But I appreciate. I that. know. Also, I Hel feel Helvetica like it's a real font, and it is basically a font that the kerning is intentionally fucked up between each letter. And several of the letters are different fonts from one another. Anyways, continue. What? I feel like it is... It's something that would be a little tacky, but not too tacky. Uh, it's papyrus. <laughs> yes! I am satisfied. It, because it, it's the right amount of whimsical for Faye. It is a little bit tacky, but it's not too tacky. It's all right. This, looks is the, this is the font on what again? The phone. On the phone. The font on your phone. Okay. The font. Yeah. All the text on your phone is in papyrus. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Hundred percent. And just so that other people can suffer through this too. Uh, what have you done? I'm just gonna put it in the roll twenty chat. Uh, a link to Helvetica. It's not actually the individual letters aren't actually different fonts. That's a different font, um, but it is intentionally fucked. That up is turning. the worst. <laughs> Every my oh oh get that off my screen. I love that the tagline Holy... for this font is "Kern in Hell." Yes, the tagline is "Kern in Hell." <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
It's horrible. It's the worst. No. It's the worst font. Oh, I'm going to use this for I some type, World of Darkness I, shit. I, I mm. type my resignation oh. letters in Helvetica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But no, that hurts my fucking editor brain. So, to begin with, before we get to Kendall and Tongue, <laughs> the Parleys were dead to begin with. <laughs> um, we open with uh, surprise and a conversation with Till and a phone that is currently being held to allow Surprise to call an individual on the world of Nocturna. So yeah, uh, now I'm completely forgetting the Oracle's name. Let me pull up the party notes. She's right at the top. Mm. Janya can maybe give you some insight as far as where her Ability to see the future places your existence as far as what's apparently coming down the spaceways. I think, I think we should call her then. All right. Well, go ahead and hit the green button. We'll see what she has to say. Is just us there or is it this just the two of you? Just the two of them. Okay. Phone rings a couple of times, uh, and uh, after a moment, uh, it, it picks up. Surprise, Till. A pleasure to hear from you. Okay, that's a little creepy. He knows what's what going to happen do. before. Yeah. Hmm? Hi, Janya. To what do I owe the pleasure? Well, Surprise is kind of our newest teammate and kind of was wondering if you had any insight as far as where she fits in to this whole shenanigan. Hmm? I thought it would be nice to know the actual wording of the diagnosis and whether or not it's catching. So, you wish to know the mechanics of fate. I mean, if you've got them on hand. I will repeat to you what I told the rest of the Dust Knights on their meeting with me. Fate is not something that is set in stone. It is not something that can be read to perfect uh, prediction. Fate is a series of circumstances and situations it is the galaxy putting events in front of people and will always be ultimately determined by the decisions those people make in that moment. Fate is a series of questions and are formed by your answers to them. So the what you're saying is I do what I want. Always. You sure know how to sweet talk and ethereal. The fate that I have seen for the Dust Knights is that they are in the position to be the ones most capable 
of halting the advance of a dangerous dimensional invasion. What they do with that information, whether they succeed or not, is up to them and the decisions they make in moment to moment. The Dust Knights, as an individual, may grow or shrink as members arrive or leave. But the entity that is their combined effort is what is vital to this destiny. It is only as a group that the Dust Knights may prevail or fail in altering this fate. It is up to you to decide what to do with that. I think I can work with that. May I help with anything else? Actually, you don't happen to know if Fural Faust has a particular weak spot. He does spot. indeed have the orb, but as far as, as far as weaknesses, you'd best be looking less for weaknesses and more for convergences, places where his goals may align with yours. Okay. Hi, we're here to stop an interplanet an interplanet invasion of fiends uh, on the world at large, and in order to do so, we need a ship that can help us fight them. In order to do that, we need that orb you've got in your treasury. Could you help? Uriel <laughs> Faust is an individual that I do not see many situations in which you will triumph in a direct confrontation. Well, that's why right. we're going to be sneaky. Indeed. And while that may prove to your advantage, you would likely be gaining a powerful enemy who holds grudges for a very long time. You could do this. And I foresee danger in your future. I foresee danger in your future no matter what approach you take. But... The individual known as Furio Faust is above all pragmatic. And should an appropriate case be made, can be reasoned with, even to part with that which he values. So long as that which he values more remains in its proper place. There are ways and information that you could glean that would assist in creating perhaps not an ally but a resource out of this dragon just understand that you will also be a resource to him i mean that's kind of we joined the core adventurers guild being a resource is kind of comes with the territory, so I don't think that's going to bother anybody too much. Hmm. And of course, whatever you do, do not threaten his daughter. Okay. Hmm. I mean, Kindle explicitly wants to be a resource for Faust. Is there anything else? 
Everything okay with you? You doing all right down there on Nocturna? I get by. I could use a little bit more sunshine, but such is the planet I chose to call my home. We've got kind of a sunshiny person that might be convinced to drop by for a visit. <laughs> yes, I'm sure the secret keeper desires to have a conversation with me at some point. Yeah. He woke up, so I'm sure you saw that coming at some point. But, uh, yeah, maybe he'll be in touch. I'll see. The word you were looking for, then, is receptacle, not resource. I was just thinking of something that you could utilize again and again and again. The, uh, I have a much clearer view of the past than the future. I saw the moment his new self emerged. I think I think Kindle's worth like two, maybe three dots and resources. <laughs> Rug system. I mean, I don't think it's worth bragging about having a clearer view of the past than the future. I think that's pretty universal. There's an old film called Memento that you should watch, surprise. <laughs> I'm down to watch movies. Excellent. We'll, have, we'll, we'll get a crew night together. My task as an oracle is to see and understand things. This includes events that are happening right now. Uh, for instance, uh, you should probably be aware that uh, your former ward Till is uh, likely about to have significant portions of her memory excised. I'm sure you've had that plan discussed already, but just... Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Janya. Click. Mm. <laughs> Hi, that Kong. Said, that said, Mistel was on her way after she left Till, or after she left Kindle to talk to Till about this. <laughs> so you probably run into Till going roughly full speed out of the bridge. <laughs> oh, Till, Till, I need to talk to you about Where's Kendall? Oh, she's going to meet this person that she met the other night to have, like, our plan taken out of her head so that she can focus on seducing Faust. <clears throat> Sounds like a good idea to me. And Surprise, I was supposed to tell Tom, everyone. Please, you still have it? Mm. Oh, yeah, here you go. Uh, and I'm going to... How long ago did she leave? Like, ten minutes ago? Mm, okay. I came uh... to find you right away. Did she tell you where she was going? No, she had a contact in her phone. He's gone. Coltarn? Yes? I need you to ping Kendall's communicator. We need to find out where she's at on Gilgamesh right now. Send coordinates to my uh, comm as soon as you have them. Why? She's about to make a bad decision at the wrong time. Uh, and Till is headed out the... Uh... Wait, Till, Till, why do we want her to what? know about the heist? If she's going to go do the thing with the dragon, why do we want her to know about oh, the heist? Till can't hear you anymore. He is out of your shot. He flies very fast. Being dumb and buy it. <laughs> Mistel had attached herself to Till. Okay. Shoulder, uh, head, whatever she can get. Can, can I, can, if he's going at full speed, can I, mm -hmm. 
I think Mistel might need to make an athletics check. Uh, I don't or know acrobatics. how pick one. Okay. I don't uh, know how high the DC would necessarily be. Acrobatics. I will Um The prize is gonna lazily <laughs> just sort of drop through the floor until they get to engineering where Photon <laughs> is. <laughs> and probably be till there. Well, oh, Till's headed out of the ship, so out. I was gonna oh. say, yeah. Yeah, I called okay. Coltarn on my comm and asked well, him for I'll that just favor. <laughs> Coltarn in and tell him that I think it's a bad idea to enable Bill. <laughs> so, um, so unless you are, are you actively trying to throw Mistel off, or do you just not care if she's? No, off? I'm just making as full speed as possible. So if I, I will, I will say, I will on, say, an eleven is enough for her to at least hold. All on right, yeah, okay. As, you fly at full speed. <laughs> as Mistel's doing dog <laughs> with head out window. <laughs> Down. So, <laughs> yeah, explain. I know Tell's like in charge, but you might want to consider belaying that message, um, because we've got one person who's going to go fuck the dragon that we are going to go steal stuff from, is who is currently trying wrong? to forget that we're going to steal stuff from the dragon. And for some reason, Till thinks that's a bad idea. Coltarn <laughs> just... I'm very confused. Uh, well, maybe maybe you should just sit down until you understand. I'm just going to call Till back on the comm. Till, your comm is ringing for Coltarn. Right. So there's probably some... Uh atmospheric turbulence over the mic, but he comes through. Coltarn, what do we have? Uh, first question. What? <laughs> I need to find Kendall as quickly as possible before she does something that might undermine this plan if it's not done at exactly the right time in exactly the right way. Could you be clearer, please? She's going to change her memory, I believe, based on what Mistel said. Mistel, tell me if I'm getting anything this wrong. Uh, she, no, so that, she just wanted to forget about the heist. Which is potentially helpful, but we might need to do this at the proper time because there's still planning in place that we might need her to consult on, and if she removes her memory, that's going to make things much harder and much more complicated okay. unless she does it at the right time once all of the planning has been completed, and we also figure out if maybe there's other people who need their memory excised as so, well. Till, let me just field this then. Instead of blitzing out after her, invading her privacy, finding her location and her friends and contacts, and utterly ruining anyone, any friendly relationship you might have with her in the immediate sense, we could, and this is just a suggestion, erase her memory again in the future if needed. And if we find somebody to do it, aren't we going to an entirely different place next? And we might need her to have those thoughts intact so in order far, for us to be effective there as well. If I'm understanding Maybe. correctly, so far, the plan that has been presented by Kendall is to remove the, the knowledge of the theoretically planned potential heist that we have no actual plans for yet and no actual actionable data for yet 
from well, I have thought. I, I appreciate those thoughts, surprise. But we don't have anything actionable yet. From her brain. Which will amount to roughly, if I were to put this in technical terms, about 10 megabytes of data from her brain erased. This is information that could be reinstituted into her memory with a single conversation. Uh, or a single, a single spell, spell, if any of you have access to Greater Resto. Or a single spell. I don't think it's as critical of an issue as you are believing it to be in the moment. I think you are stressed and overreacting. And you might need to... So, Shani, I'm getting a lot of runaround from my companions here. What do I need to roll to see if I can track down Kendall myself the old-fashioned way, given that... <laughs> I've probably covered, in the amount of time that this conversation has happened, about a half mile of linear distance. Roll me, roll me survival. Coltart's like, so if I'm understanding correctly, she's erasing five sentences from her brain and you're freaking out about it. Uh, we have no idea what she's... Chaos. As you say, we have no idea what she's erasing from her brain. We'll find Meanwhile, out when we talk to her in, in 30 minutes. All, all of this is happening. <laughs> Meanwhile, Just Us is like still standing on the observation deck, just going, ah, there we go. artificial sun's nice today. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to elect my thesis. <laughs> I'm going to use my uh, inspiration on this. One better. Okay. <laughs> just Us is like, we should write more. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um... It's a big station, but you know the station. And you also know roughly where she'd be going, considering it was someone that she met recently. I will say that you are in the right area, even if you have not exactly located uh, Kendall yet. You could also try calling her. Mm. Coltarn says yeah, I, was, comms. I, I was about to say, can Mistel try calling her? Well, so <laughs> no, I really wanted him to rush in there, freaking out, show up, and then have her say, why didn't you call me? Look, Jeremy, I'm trying to get in the right frame of mind for no, Sunday's game. I'm all game. for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, okay, fair point. So, yeah, so, yeah, so like, <laughs> culminating in, you could also just call her, Mistel, calling Kendall. <laughs> So, Mr. Kendall, your phone goes off with, with Mistel's yep. number. I feel like I'm, like, right outside the door where I'm supposed to be, like, oh. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Where are you? She's pulling Why? What's the... wrong? Till going fast. What? Why? Why? <laughs> are you under attack? What's up? He's trying to... He's trying to find you. Why? Because erasing things from brain, bad, according to Till. But... And there's just about two seconds of silence. I'm gonna fall off. And suddenly, so much calmer. Where are you right now? I don't tell where are we. Uh, Till will give you a, a set of cross corridors. Okay. Which is on, probably on X and Y, yeah, street, right, yeah. street intersection. Effectively, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll find you. Click. 
<laughs> She'll find us. All right. Was it? I'll find you in a in like an intentional. Oh yeah, she's sort of mad at you. No, no. <laughs> Was it? I'll find you like an intentional sort of statement where it sounds like she's actively engaged in that right now or was it i'll find you in the sense of they'll wait until i'm done doing what i actually came here to do ahead of time and then i'll wander in later so that they just stay in one place and don't actually come find me and have a conversation um, before we actually do you something know, i i trust her so i'm gonna say she's insight check that <laughs> <laughs> one baby there we go I love how Why would you, why would you just trust Mistel? hasn't yet Fuck. dropped. Like, Till hasn't yet dropped the bodyguard mentality. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. That surprise, surprise called him out on that to an empty bridge. <laughs> why are you overreacting on this, by the way? And I'm I making my way there. Might be overreacting. You are not incorrect that's Is what it i said like <laughs> sorry what oh is it because you like her i have no fucking idea how i feel about kendall personally well, you um, are acting like a bit of a possessive boyfriend right now yeah i've never had a possessive boyfriend so i'll take your word for that mm -hmm. i have okay well, we can... Teenage, teenage dwarves tend to be possessive boyfriends. Yeah, really. We can discuss that a bit later when... I understand that there's a lot of... I've had some bad run-ins with memory modifications before, so I might be a bit paranoid about this particular circumstance. Sure. Yeah, but you're not a bodyguard anymore. Kendall can make her own choices. And she chose not to consult you first. Are we still on the phone call with them, I'm guessing? Uh, yes. I suggest okay. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, she's surprised, like, right next to me. Like, the right, yeah. You, you got her, you got, you, you guys are on speaker. speaker. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Jeremy? I am, hold on, I'm checking here really quick. Um, So I can't do that one. You're not super um, far from the intersection. That, yeah, that... I am. The first thing that I am doing is misty stepping. I am getting there as quick as I can. Okay, okay, okay. Partially because I want to be there unseen for at least part of this conversation. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm on speakerphone specifically because I'm still working on the crew. Like, just like, it's just it's still and putting together. Because if you weren't surprised, we put you on speakerphone. So I'm going to misty step and then cast fly. So my move. So, um. My movement speed is a 60 foot fly speed, yeah. And I just, at some point, I'm just sitting on the court, leaning against the court of a wall, watching this conversation. May I request some sort of role given that my passive perception is 22? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Full stealth. Uh, hold on, I'm checking. Yeah, yeah, okay, no. Um, monks and their passive perception. Fourteen. Let me see what I can do about that. Um, <laughs> I will, however, say that this will be an active perception because you are trying okay. to spot someone on your periphery 
while having a conversation with several Absolutely, people. 100%. Mm-hmm. And if it's a failure, I'm going to use one of my Pact of the Talisman abilities. Also, I have four inspirations, so we're going to see how this goes. Okay, so 19. you need to be at a 19. Okay, so my... my, my I have one inspiration left, too, so I'm just going to roll that real quick right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. 23. You're, you're I love how we're putting all of our resources right? into this. <laughs> you're just going to burn it all right <laughs> out the gate. I this am out the, of inspiration. This is, this is the final show film's pro- uh, promise. Ooh. We will wait. We will waste all of our resources before they're needed, and then in combat, wish we had them. <laughs> because right. use that, use drama. That we're going to be rolling yep. to seduce the dragon, and uh, Kendall's going to have nothing to use. So use one of those, which I think is actually the first time I fucking used this. You use the Pact of the Talisman? Probably, yeah, I think so. It's a tie. So I will say that you notice that she's there, but not before she gets there. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Stop, Kill. Kendall. Hi. Are we using the nice voice now? I have a nice voice? Yeah, because you just put it, you just used it. I, I mute my comm and then turn to surprise. Let's see how long it takes him to notice we're still on the comm. <laughs> Thank you so much for muting. I want to hear every word. So. All right. Hello. Hey. I'm fine. She'll fly over and sit on Kendall. I haven't lo- I haven't erased my memories yet. I know things. Okay. Good. Um I was given the very brief summary of what you were planning on doing and I think that I don't want you to do something I think that having it done at the right time is also very important to making it work effectively. Okay. And based on what Mistel said, I assume it's so that when you're talking with Faust, he's it's harder for him to become aware that there might be a backup plan playing out. Yeah, and also when you, if you guys get found out too, so then I'm sure he'll question. And then if I don't know anything, it's just a coincidence. Or if okay. you don't get found out and it vanishes. Right. All right. It's plausible deniability. I like plausible deniability. Um... How well do we know who this person who's going to take out your memory, though? It was a good lay. <laughs> Maybe. Well enough. Okay, so trustworthy. I'd whole say show. so. Does he know your father? No. I don't think so. No. Okay, so not, not a family contact is what you're saying. No. Okay. All right. Um, I wouldn't want to use a family contact anyways because then that that if if things go really like really truly bad and 
Fausti goes and finds the person who erased my memory. I don't want it to blow back on Dad. Okay, that no, that makes sense. Uh, should we get everybody else who's going to be on your team's memory erase too? Then who's going to be on my team is. Everybody who's not sneaking well, is doing I diplomacy. Mean, just us is going to be with you, and Coltarn is going to be with you. That's oh, going to make things real awkward during the sex. I don't think they'll be with you during that <laughs> stage, per se, although... Very quiet. Just for surprise. I'm not there. I'm not there. Just for, for surprise, it'll say, Coltarn slips the wrench that he was twisting with at the mention of him being there during the sex. And just like... <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like dragons uh, nope that's not nope nothing's wrong amazing okay uh all right um but so, no probably but, but, not but there's probably you... going to be yeah go ahead you have concerns about this plan. Some. And body. <laughs> more about the timing and whether it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Your reaction... Was to come and try have a normal person and calling me was to race through the streets fast enough that apparently Mista was having to hold on for dear life. And he's really fast. Till will name three planets here. Okay. Okay. All of them were planets where while he was Kendall's bodyguard, she managed to get out of sight for a period of time and definitely did not answer his calls, uh -huh. which were the first thing that he tried to do. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Still bodyguard. <laughs> right. But Till, you realize things have changed kind of significantly since that. Well, yeah, but I still assume that you would not feel bad about ignoring a phone call that you didn't want to have at the time, so I figured I'd just come in person. But the point is, you didn't even try. You just I mean, assumed and rushed off. Yes, yes, I did. Seemed more logical. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, that's my thought on the whole memory erase side of things. Uh, with that bit of input, what's the plan for you at this point? I mean, if we want to talk about, if we want to get the plan figured out first, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I because also I don't can want to talk to like a reasonable person. That's why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> and the other thing being, of course, 
we are probably going to be making at least a pit stop at Volkir to do more research on Faust. Mm-hmm. But if your memory eraser is here, obviously we might not want to then have to come back to Gilgamesh to get this procedure done. So, so you're saying the... we should bring Tung along? His name's Their name Tung? is Tung? Well, that's the name that's in the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know them, so I don't know if it would be a good idea to bring them along or not. What can you tell me about them? This is where things get interesting. <laughs> Would you I like to roll a history check is... to see what you might yeah, remember? Sure, sure. I will do that. <laughs> and then we'll see how much line I'm going to be doing. Is it pattern kill to be better at making plans? I mean! Time? So with a natural 20, you remember that tongue A is a troll. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Fit. Uh and B uh was the kind of bard who is uh shall we say uh adventurous in many regards. Okay. Um, uh and the uh he very he very much strikes you as the uh probably willing to come along if required especially to Volkir which is a planet that you know trolls are welcome on okay. um and uh you don't know him that well personally but right. he was a a a good lay and be a good bard so I there mean, you go the music, the music was rocking all night, even while he was rocking all night. Nice. So, so he's a troll. All right. Decent guy. All right. I think we can trust him. I think he'd be willing to come along. All right. I mean, you know more about this situation than I do. Very I skilled. Of... Great. Uh, I had a few concerns, but they've been voiced now, so I feel fine with whatever, um, obviously, whatever you want to do at this point. I was just... Yeah. Mm. Okay. So. Uh... <laughs> Rolling shit for insight today. I mean, I always roll shit for insight with 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 Kendall. She does have a negative one. Uh, <clears throat> also, me, um, Miss cool, you all right? I'm gonna... Sorry, I was going a bit <laughs> fast there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm okay now. She's all she's right. over there just like braiding Kendall's hair. Cool. Well, I'm gonna go get tongue. Uh, Mister, do you want to come with? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Okay. Yeah, I want to meet Tom. We'll meet you. We'll 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 meet you back on the ship. And she just turns around and starts walking. Great. All right. <clears throat> Bye. Bye, Till. I wait. Bye, Mistel. 
I wait until the goodbyes are done, she... and then I unmute the comm and go, so no, do you still need us on I've the call? I've unmuted still? again. <laughs> well, it's not think, my comm. It's in my <laughs> head, so it's hard for other people to unmute or unmute it. Damn. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Mistle was the one, I think, who made the call. No, so. she called Kendall. No, I oh, called, she called, I called, called the others. I yeah. called okay. you. That's right, that's right, that's right. You I called, called me. You. Yep. Mm -hmm. so do you still need us on comms, too? No, I think we're good. All right. So you bark at the ship. <laughs> right. So they walk away. Uh, Mistral just whispers to Kendall, yeah, he definitely has a thing for you. Right? That's right. This is going to be fun. Um, Our fearless leader did amazing, don't you think? <laughs> Till is going to, on his way back to the ship, try and stop by one of the less friendly parts of the station. And honestly, he's looking for any sort of pest infestation. Space rats or whatever you want to call them. Oh, no. And he's just going to take long looking shot Looking to nail Womp Rats in a team in a team in a T-16? Kind of, but, mo but just with long shot. And so it'll probably be a good half hour before he makes it back to the Akundalar. He's practicing you, for when you, Tongue you is do on the ship. Practice. <laughs> Doing some target practice against live targets this time. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you find that there's a... So even more interesting than normal, you find that there is a power plant uh, that has recently been dealing with a mimic infestation. Ooh. Uh, well, that's fun. So Guns are that's... great for mimics because the weapon doesn't stick to them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially uh, mimics and stardust are slightly different than mimics in ah. uh, in D and D. Mimics and stardust are are basically a pest species. Mm -hmm. um, their their natural form is that of a sort of chitinous, many eyed giant rat, um, mm -hmm. and they're they're commonly a problem on spaceships because they tend to disguise themselves as regular objects, and when no one is looking, chew on electronics. Ah, because mm -hmm. they feed on the energy of electronics and, and, and energy devices. Uh, so a mimic infestation is generally bad for power situations. Okay. They're not that dangerous. Um, that... They're basically giant rats that can shapeshift, mm -hmm. um, but they're still dangerous for like letting them go too long. That does explain why Coltard will wander the ship occasionally, just shouting mimic check and punching random parts of the ship. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, Kendall and Mistel, yeah, you arrive uh, at Tongue's place. Knock on the door, ring the doorbell, whatever. Yeah, you the you you wait for just a second, and the door swings open, and immediately in the doorway is Tongue. Uh, he is, as the door opens, he is already doing the, like, elbow on the wall lean. <laughs> Delightful. Um, uh, as the as the door opens, and you see that he's a relatively well-built troll. Uh, tall, like, even for troll standards, about, like, 6'7". Um, lean, uh, 
with uh, not wearing a shirt right now, which to be fair, you never saw him wearing a shirt. So the, the door has um, like a gap right at elbow height so he can get in position before it opens. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, so it's just like the, the bare like abdomen, upper torso, um, the like the underbelly scales are this sort of like um, pale, like accented yellow, whereas the the main body scales are this sort of like blood red. Um, uh, he has this like faintest fringe of like of hairs that sort of sort of sort, sort of forms like a, a a short mohawk that sort of drives from like around the upper end of his head down to about the middle of his neck. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and uh, he has a very more than most trolls has sort of like a snake-like face, where others have more crocodilian or various other reptile uh, facial features. Um, and the uh, the the tongue, which is forked and and prehensile like a snake's, uh, that explains it. Uh, uh, sort of slithers out for a second as he looks down at you. Ah, Kendall. Good to see you again. Hey. So, I've got a question for you. Hi, this is Mistel. Hi, Mistel. Nice to see you. So, you want to hop on a spaceship with us? Been a long time since someone offered me a ride. Where to? Not that long. Um, <laughs> Perhaps not. So we're going to... Um, I don't know the name of the... Where our destination Volkir, is. Volkir, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're going to Volkir, and we are... Um, long story short, we'll exp- we can explain more later, but um, we're trying to get a hold of something, and in order to do that... Uh, I need to have my memory erased at some point. Yeah. So I you figured came... you'd be good at that. So you came to Tungashi so that I can blow your mind once again. Absolutely. Tungashi? Yeah. Can you spell that? <laughs> there's a, there's a reason... Sorry, what's that name? <laughs> T-U-N apostrophe G-A-S-H-I. Fantastic. Kendall, I thought his name was Tongue. No, that's short for Tungashi, Tongue. You get it. It doesn't sound okay. Narrator. She did not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's a a plan. I thought you would be perfect for it. And I thought you wouldn't mind taking a little trip. Am I wrong? I think I could be persuaded. It sounds like fun. Why not? Awesome. So, where are we headed? Well, so, uh, to walk here, but first. Right. So, I don't know if you need to, to, to get, anything, get anything together. Uh, where the ship is, I'm going to give the where the ship is. The show up, we'll let you in, and we'll... I don't, we're not taking off, like, now, now. But soon, I would imagine. 
Let me just get my instruments, and I'll meet you there. Awesome. All right, see you in a bit. He sort of pushes off the door. It shuts on its own without him having to do anything about it. Yep. He gives you he gives you a wink right before the door shuts. Tilla's gonna be really jealous. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's wait. head back. And I can still fly, so because because I, I assume it hasn't been ten minutes. Oh yeah. I can't it's not wait as fast as Tilla's coming for please. I can't wait for the inevitable scene of Kindle walking in on Tungashi with one of the other members of the Dust Knights. And then oh, that's fine. having a whole just bit <laughs> on Wolkir. That's fine. So you make your way back to the ship. Yep. Uh, probably before Till does, because he's out shooting because out shooting mimics. He's out shooting right. mimics. Hop oh, uh, yeah. head in. Is Justice still standing in the in the in the entryway? No, Justice is often... in the observation deck. At this okay, point. okay, okay. So go find whoever the first person is. We find probably one of the mechanical crew members that is walking yep. that, that is heading yep. towards the bridge uh, with Coltarn behind them. Actually, yep. actually, um, Shawnee, where would Justice be at this point? Um... The observation deck is probably a good place for sparring. Uh okay. so probably probably there. All right, cool. Welcome hey. Back, Thank you. So, we're going to have another guest. Yes. The memorizing uh, guy. Yes. Tangashi. We, we heard. Okay. Yes. Uh, we were till be here in a minute till forgot a few till didn't turn off his comms so i was we were listening of course to he the didn't conversation that require him having forethought so, yeah uh it's all good everything's fine so I figured uh tengashi will be here in a bit and i don't know if we're when we're taken off um but well, the crew is prepared, and gesturing towards right. the, the the mechanized crew. Um, so as soon as Till gets back, we can take off. Okay. Well, Till and William, can we? Or did, would they still need a few? I thought they still needed a few days to install the drive. No, the the drive was being worked on immediately, and the the last okay. thing the last thing that needed time was the uh, was the crew. So was the crew? Which, okay. as I recall, okay, cool. today was the day that we'd be done with that. Yeah, so. today was the day oh, that we'd go. be done. So yeah, with the with the with the crew done, uh, the drive's been installed, and you're good to go. Okay. Till knowing that, then. Well, so I, I well for for your for you, I would have caught. I would be. About just mm -hmm. about to call and let you know that the crew. Oh, okay. Finished, so. Then yeah, roll roll for it. Then so, yeah. yeah. So then just mm -hmm. absolutely just, uh, reach up, tap the side of his head, uh, and uh, didn't describe it earlier, but basically whenever whenever Coltarn uses his calm, uh, his his cybernetic eye just blinks rapidly to show that he's doing something, um, and so it hits the hits the thing. His eye begins to blink. His the the light in the cybernetic eye begins to blink rapidly as he's calling till. It'll probably ring about four or five times, and then till. Go ahead. Till the mechanized crew are completed and heading to their stations now. So whenever your, whenever you and our passenger arrive, gunshot. Begin mm. To 
set off. Uh, sorry. All right. The gunshot startled me. I don't know why. Uh, sorry. Just making sure I have this thing sighted in. Hmm? Very good. All right. Uh, yeah. I'll be back at the Akundalar. Five, ten minutes tops. Mm. All right. See you when you get there. Excellent. Click. Mm-hmm. Um, and Till's going to wrap up whichever one he's shooting right now. And see if he can pick up some Thumla on the way back to the Akundalar. I will say that because someone probably asked you to do this job, you can give the you can use the pay that they would have given you to oh, okay. basically purchase to purchase uh, a a a uh, a dose of Atumbla for for void jumps. Alrighty, and he'll have that in his inventory then. Hmm. All right then, uh, and then Till shows back up probably about five ten minutes afterwards there's probably at least some residue from mimic still on him but he'll just swan back into the purple blood blood splatter yeah pretty well pretty well i think we're good on this one good Uh, uh cruise up and running though they're at stations and preparing pre-flight checks so as soon as we are excellent has Kendall's friend showed up yet has Tungashi showed up at this point it's at this point that uh, there is an alert on the on the on the on the docking bay to uh, request for entry there he is let's go say hi follow till down (laughs) they're excited Price is also gonna come you head you head down to the airlock and, yep. and mm-hmm. it opens and standing before you is the troll I described earlier. Still not wearing a shirt. Um uh he he does, however, have a like a black bandolier sort of wrapped around his torso, uh, that has a variety of what look like both arcane and technological inscriptions upon it, and a pair of wrist bracelets and a pair and a pair and a and a pair of bracelets that have sort of the same things on them. And he's got a bag sort of slung over his shoulder that he's holding with his left hand. Please tell me he has a kitar. He has a lot of things. Uh, Coltarn does not successfully hide that he stares a little bit too long at the bare-chested troll. Hello. It is good to meet the crew that I will be journeying with. My name is Tungashi. How tall is this guy? About six, seven. Okay. So Till looks up at him. Till Wayland just sticks a hand out. And reaches out, and his his hand is... Trolls have variable basically everything, except for the fact that they're reptilian. His right. hands are specifically four-fingered. Right, uh, okay. So he reaches out, long, slender uh, hands with, with... Like shaking hands with a really big gnome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Akundalar. I'm sort of the captain here. Good to meet you. I understand my expertise might be needed for whatever plan it is that you are hatching. So it seems. Well, I will be glad to provide it. It's been a long time since I've been to Wokir. Gonna be my first time, so if you got any local insight, that could be helpful as well. 
I can provide a few things. Uh, for one, when you're pulling in, uh, do not argue with the docking master, or you might get shot out of the sky before you even dock. Well, we just got this thing up and running, so we're going to try and avoid that as much as possible for the near future. Hmm? You're going to have to introduce yourself quickly because you're flying a ship that is uh, Republic of Kingdoms make. They don't like oh. that. Okay. So make sure to hail first. Don't wait for them to hail you. Sounds like a plan. Okay, well, we're probably going to get underway pretty soon, and I need a shower at some point, too. So, uh, uh, Coltarn, can you uh, figure out a cabin for Tengashi here? What? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Wait, you don't want to put Kendall in charge of that? Wherever's fine. If Kendall's got ideas on where that would be best suited, by all means, consult with her, but you know the ship as well, if not better than anybody. So, mm -hmm. I have been largely the one putting it back together. So, uh, I will lead him to guest quarters because we definitely have those because the ship is large enough for us to have guest quarters. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there are more rooms here than you have people on this ship. Yep. Hence the initial uh, idea of making this a mobile base for the Dust Knights rather than... Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So, couple things. <laughs> yes. One, one, Kendall definitely wasn't there, but I feel like she was listening in and, like, watching it through monitors. Absolutely. She's gonna, she's going to, she's going to uh, uh, connect to... Uh, um, uh, Coltarn's comms and suggest a um, one of the guest ca whichever guest cabin is closest to Kill's room. So whichever one is closest to the elevator, because I assume that the I assume the ship's large enough that probably the guests are on a different level of the ship than the crew quarters. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, so setting it up so there's that. All, that constant encounter of why is this guy always on the lift when Picard is going to the bridge kind of thing? <laughs> yes. But Amazing. yeah, wherever wherever she can think of as a place that would realistically be like, okay, this would work as a place for him to stay. That is as close as possible to where Tell's cabin is or where Tell walks regularly. Uh, like, like... Because I feel like Kendall knows Till's Oh, probably, definitely. through the ship. Well, uh, uh, William, would I, would I be incorrect in assuming that there's probably a guest cabin immediately across from the elevator, from the lift on that floor? Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. almost certainly a guest cabin like, directly across from the elevator just, on the guest floor. You can't, you cannot get onto this floor without passing his room, basically. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you set him up there. Choice. He, he, step, he steps inside, and the first thing he does is, like, A, drop his bag in one corner. And the other thing he does, sort of step into the center of the room, sort of spin around, look at the walls. Eh, yes, this place seems like it has good acoustics. As he sort of brings his hands up, and the 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 center of the 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 bandolier hanging around his chest begins to glow, as do the wristbands. As a saxophone made of hard light appears in his hands. Yes. And he just sort of brings it to his mouth and begins to play a few notes. Puts it down. It disappears into thin air. 
flicks his wrists again and a drum set appears in front of him with drumsticks made of hard light and he starts to bang a few notes. This is a one-man band of hard light and he goes through several instruments and just testing the acoustics in this room. Hey, this guy fucking rules. Coltarn. Coltarn does not flee. Uh, <laughs> um, but he is... I'm I'm glad you appreciate the quarters. If you need anything, feel free to buzz the comms. And just very quickly, just excuses himself to the elevator to leave. He absolutely does that move, Jeremy, because he was literally playing saxophone. <laughs> you say, listen, you say shirtless man with saxophone. I immediately go to Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Tungashi has been given a room that is directly adjacent to the elevator. Uh, and the ship is ready to go. So what's next? They'll head to the bridge. Do the departure procedures and pilot the Akundalar on her maiden flight away from uh, Gilgamesh Station, I guess. So are you guys just abandoning the Golden Ash here? Didn't we use it's, that for... Uh... It's in the hangar bay, I believe. Well, we have to come back for... Uh, when we finish... When we wrap this up anyway, don't we? Do we? we I mean, I we gotta to drop back. the... Uh, we or heavily... If we get the orb, hey, we have, have to bring, bring the orb, it back. Yes. Or... Yeah. That's we, true. We heavily cannibalized the Golden National Care for repairs on, this, on, on the Akundalar, so... However much of it is left is probably disseminated about the hangar bay. The uh, the Explorer only really has hangar capacity for four dogfighters. It does not have enough capacity well, yeah, to no, carry an entire was, fucking... It was riddled with holes when we got it. <laughs> for transport. Yeah, no, I'm not saying we've got a whole ass ship there. It's mostly in pieces. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel like Till would have whatever we couldn't, whatever we didn't need off the Golden Valkyr to patch up the Akundalar, uh, Till would have been using his shipwrights training to sort of decommission and put it into effectively wherever on the Akundalar you would put your spare parts. <laughs> yeah, like spe- yeah, cuz like spare parts for right, repairs is what it is. Right. We've broke we've broken down as much as we can of the Golden Age here and brought it with us to use in case of raw materials uh <laughs> that we might require. Cool. Use every part of the spaceship. <laughs> All right. So, uh which, Make me a piloting check, Till. Which, which I would say also, like any any external markings that mar- that that make this ship like uh, uh, recognized by any sort of nation would have been changed and adjusted. And also, it definitely still looks a little patchworky, uh, thanks to the the g- bits of the Golnash that we used to repair it. Perfectly average piloting. <laughs> I want to come along to the grid. Um. <laughs> Ostensibly to menace, but actually to observe how this particular ship works. Yeah. Because I surprise does does enjoy piloting. And uh, for those who have 
never seen or had me describe how the piloting system of almost almost every ship in the galaxy works. Um, the 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 pilot's chair for the person who actually does the helm steering and, and operating um, is essentially like a lifted up off the ground sort of swiveling bucket seat that is designed for people to be able to sit into that has a pair of um, basically uh, descending arms that sit in front that have a pair of uh, cylindrical controls um, it, that extends out for hand for handhold uh, that the uh, left arm uh, the the left arm generally controls pitch and directionality and uh, like adjustment on the ship and the right hand controls uh, motion uh, sort of like uh, omnidirectional thrust and just general in in input of velocity outlaw star style mechanics um and then there's a variety of like holographic projections that you that you generally will use the fingers that are holding the grip to, to cycle through for things like uh ship systems or firing main handguns and so on cool Uh, and this is this is the same system that just about every ship in the galaxy uses because the goblins standardize. Oh, uh, makes sense. Did, did, so uh, if you know how to pilot a ship, you know how to pilot any ship. Most of them. Shiny, Some of have... them do do use proprietary systems, but for the most part. Do we have uh, stat blocks, or would you like me to make up stat blocks for the mechanical for the mechanized crew? Uh, yeah, just use the um, the 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 uh, mechanical. Are the the construct from the the captain? I figure like a construct of equivalent level to the party, basically. For the no, they're not even equivalent level to the party. They are not combat capable. Okay, yeah. I was just thinking for more for the skill checks. Anything else? Yeah, they don't do a whole lot of skill checking. That's that's just to keep the ship operational. Cool. All right. Uh, but. Uh, with an 11 it's it's a little clunky at first because uh the 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 Akundalar is several times more massive than the golden Age volkir was yep makes sense um but uh you eventually managed to get it out of the dock and moving relatively smoothly towards the void gate around gilgamesh if he seems to be having trouble, to. I'll offer assistance. It doesn't seem to be having trouble so much as just sort of getting used to the size and scale. It's like, he knows how to drive. He has never driven a truck this big before. <laughs> is there like a co-pilot's uh, station or anything, though? Yes, there is. There is a station where like navigational advice can be given and where if the pilot is injured for any reason, a secondary piloting seat can be provided. Uh, yeah, uh, Till will definitely ask a surprise if she feels good uh, taking that spot, though. The prize is down. Excellent. Mm. Team pilots. <laughs> it's it's generally a good idea on ships this large to have that kind of co-pilot seat because it lets the pilot not be constantly in the seat. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. -huh, uh -huh. Uh, but uh, you bring the ship in and take the void gate. Uh, 
You are journeying from Voidgate Gilgamesh to Voidgate Volkir. Uh, so the the ship the shutters on the ship slam down so that you are not witnessing uh, Genunga Gap as you enter the Void Gate and what feels like simultaneously a mere moment and an eternity pass as you slip through the realm of nothingness uh, and arrive and emerge in the space of the Coalition of Tribes. Uh, who would we have, act, since he'd been given the advice by Tungashi beforehand, um, I assume there's a separate comms station, yeah? Yes, there is a there is a comm operation. Okay. Uh, Till would have asked either Coltarn or Xander probably to take that. Yeah. Uh, there is a communication system aboard the ship. Now then, I'll mm -hmm. I'll patch into it. Uh... Okay, with the with the well, Coltarn was there for the advice, so the whole like call them before they call us. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> this is Coltarn Starbreaker of the Akundalar uh, of the of the Dust Knights calling from the Akundalar to Landing Authority on Wolkir. This is Dark Master. State your business with coming to Wolkir. Uh, coming to what? Actually, sorry, we would have worked this out earlier. What actually is our business coming to Wolkir again? Information gathering, but like, uh, we're on a we're on a contract with the Core Adventures right. League. Well, um, we're on the contract with for the Goblin. Yeah, technically the Goblin Alliance Trade. The Go, yeah, the Goblin Goblin Trade, trade Consortium. Yeah. So Goblin Trade Empire. Goblin it's called the Trade Empire. They call themselves a consortium for more public, for right, more yeah. like friendly sounding Goblin names, trade. but they are they are officially the Goblin Trade Empire. Okay, uh, yeah. So the GTE, yeah, we're on a contract with the GTE. Yeah. Is there a box on the survey for dragon fucking? <laughs> <laughs> we are. That, is that something you have to declare at customs? We're a, we are members of the Core Adventures League on contract with the Goblin Trade Empire. Coming to work here for uh, refueling, repair, refueling. Rearming and also information gathering. Running your identities with the Goblin Trade Empire liaison standby. There's a moment that passes. Your identification checks out. Head to Docking Bay. Uh, hang on a minute. I need to. I need to check my fucking Orcish language document. One second. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at that too. While you're there, uh... <laughs> yes, you had a question. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of naming the mechanized crew. Uh, uh, hang on. Where is it? Till's gonna call them all Jim. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like uh, uh, Cargrog for honest people. Yeah, um, fair enough. Would that be the 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 clinch, the, the the orientation there? Uh, it would be grog car. Grog car. Okay, so yeah. So uh, Addic adjective goes after noun. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. So then yeah. So the mechanized crew are grog car. Jim, great. Mm -hmm. Da, 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 da. 
so yeah, the uh... yeah. So um... yeah, it says your identification is cleared. Proceed to Docking Bay Torfash Seven. Uh, synchronizing flight plan. I would, I assume, is the thing we have to do. Yeah. Considering spaceships coming into dock. <laughs> yep. Till will grab his uh his control sticks and then tag one of the hollow buttons. Surprise! You want to take us in? Um, surprise will take over. Roll me piloting. Um, with advantage because they are sending you docking instructions. Am I? Am I? Am I? Where do I click to do that? Uh, nope. So you, Not would there. Want, you would want. So. You probably make a tool yeah, you out would, of it. Yeah, you don't make a tool skill. Mm -hmm. uh, a tool for piloting. I'm just going to roll a d20. Yeah. And y'all can d20 plus fix your dexterity it. plus four. Hey, yo! Oh, well, I, I think that settles it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with an extra 20, yeah, you, you very, very smoothly just sort of keeping the docking instructions in mind, glide the ship into, into dock. Uh, and uh, as you as you descend, uh, you are Abe, you are out of Ganunga Gap, so you can have the the void shield risen, so you can actually see where you're going. Uh, the ship descends onto a stormy, uh, clouded blue marble that is Volkir. Uh, the planet appears to have a like highly active atmosphere as you enter. There's a decent amount of turbulence. Um, uh this this place definitely seems to be largely it, it's more water than land um uh but a decent amount of land still uh and the atmosphere is regularly storming um uh but as you as you descend uh through the cloud layer and actually get a clear view of the the planetary dock below um you are greeted by a the the this is the first time that I think any of you have seen orcish architecture aside from the shipwright building of the gold natural care um what you see is a um a unique blend of spartan and pragmatic uh steel almost brutalist steel architecture very very like solid uh well-built construction um with a cultural marriage of um that looks like it dates back to ancient history um with uh the like very efficient and um uh spartan uh structures being uh decorated and made more ornate by um lines of orcish text that tell a story or uh skulls of great beasts or um like ancient uh like long draping ribbons of cloth that are marked with uh like identifications of what the place is or if it's a or if it's like relevant to a particular group their identity and their history um this place has a unique marriage of form and function that is not seen anywhere else in the galaxy 
Um, uh, but uh, it's it is it is form quite literally over function in which that the function is the baseline and the form is overlaid on top of it. Um, uh, as the uh, as the ship is brought into dock, uh, a, uh, a set of docking clamps that again this very solid, uh, well-built and sturdy magnetized clamps that are stylized to like be addressed as if the opening maw of a pair of wolves that just sort of reach out and expand and clamp down on the sides of the ship and hold it in place. Uh, as the uh, as the 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 vessel is locked in place and a message uh, in Orkish, which is then rapidly translated by the ship systems, uh, says uh, docking complete, cleared for disembarkation. All right. Let me just do basic diagnostic on the ship to make sure nothing was damaged in the landing. Not assuming that anything was, but better to double check. Ship seems to be holding up just fine. We are... Yeah, Till Till took about 30 seconds of being ready just in case surprise and needed some backup, and then after less than a minute into their piloting was just like, yeah, nope. <laughs> they got this. <laughs> Systems I, all... I barely need to be here. <laughs> Systems are green all, all around. We are good to leave the ship. Alright. Uh Till's gonna make a pass through and see how everybody's doing. Um uh Strita um, looks excited to be on this planet. She's heard stories of Volkir and has wanted to be here for a while. Awesome. Is she on the observation deck? Probably, yeah. What what is she doing? How is she um, conveying that excitement? Uh, so as as the as the ship is coming down, she very much just sort of like walks up to the observation deck glass and just sort of places a hand on it, and you can see that she's like just taking in all of the the planet as they approach. Both like as the ship passes through the storm, she sort of watches the lightning crackle between the clouds, and then as it as it passes under, she sort of leans her head as far as she can to try and get as much of a view of the incoming buildings as possible. Do we have any view of the system star coming in before we enter the storm? Uh, as you uh, you do, it is uh, the star of Volkir burns blue. Okay. All right. Um, have you traveled here before, Street of Child of Conflict? I've only ever heard stories. Uh, the uh, warrior soul of Wolkir is well-renowned, uh, especially in Victory's Temple. Uh, it is... I have heard many tales, and I have <coughs> always longed to witness this planet for myself. And what are your goals for when we arrive? To take in all I can and see what this place is like and what its people are like. 
how did how did we do against each other while sparring? Uh, you have, even with the weird construct that is your memory, a significantly higher degree of experience than Strita does. Uh, however, Strita has a raw talent and physicality that is owed to the fact that she's a demigod uh, yeah. that is difficult to overcome. Where you are almost certainly the better swordsman as far as skill goes and training, her raw talent and strength is difficult to overcome. Do you anticipate being drawn into challenges? I think I, there is so much I could learn from the warriors of Wolkir, and from my understanding that victory had given me, the people of Wolkir are trained in every aspect of life, but especially in the art of combat from very young. I am certain you will teach them just as much as they will teach you. I don't know what I really have to teach. I was never really trained at Victory's Temple. I was simply expected to win, and I had to do all of my learning basically by osmosis and instinct. Victory might be incredibly capable, but she's not a spectacular teacher. There is a value in learning to fight someone without the same style of training that one has. You can teach them to approach the unexpected. Maybe. Still, I look forward to this. Kendall is paying attention to a different view. <laughs> um... Coltarn, after doing his initial checks, is going to like leave the ship and sort of hey, see what they need to do to get the ship hooked up for refueling legitimately, uh, just to make sure that we're topped off. Uh, and then B wants to genuinely is curious about uh, the home of his parents and that he and he's never been here before, so he's gonna see the sights. Uh, all right. Uh, so you guys, anyone else? I'm assuming everyone is heading off the ship at roughly this point, as after the docking has been completed. What about um, Jasira? No, Tungsten. What's what's his uh, name? Tungashi. Tungashi. Is is Tungashi heading off as well? Probably. Yeah. Um, the first time Justus sees them, Justus will go. We have an intruder, and we'll, we'll draw his draw their sword. <laughs> Mistel probably would have told them about. I, oh, I okay. put a thing in chat that Mistel went to find just us and was oh, okay. telling them right. about I didn't see it. <laughs> Oh, no, I see it now. Okay, all right, fair. Um, I was excited I... for someone to try and stop it and for, 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 for Kendall to say, no, no, let's see how this plays out. Um, does Surprise know that uh, Coltarn hasn't been to this planet before, as he mentioned? Um, I don't know if he's, I don't, I don't think he would have ever mentioned that he's never been to walk here to anybody. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I just thought it's it was not really something that's ever come up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Till's, uh, Till's headed down to the, uh, disembarkation ramp, um, and is just waiting for everybody, uh, to come through. 
So eventually, the entire humanoid crew uh, uh, arrives to to disembark, including Tungashi. Yep. All right. Well, uh, just so everybody's on the same page, we're main point here is to see what we can figure out about Faust. His history, his interests, anything we can find so that we can have the best option of establishing a decent diplomatic relationship. And uh, based on our recent conversation uh, with the Oracle of Nocturna, um, we're going to have most likely have the best outcome, Janya says, if... We can make allies with Faust. So if you, there's anything you can find about his past doings or potential future goals where our impulses might align, that gives us a baseline of common ground that our diplomatic team can start to build on. Anyway. About this time, Kendall just starts laughing at a joke that's been made by Tengashi. <laughs> Uh, and it's also at this point that Tungashi also speaks up to the rest of the group. A, a word of advice for those of you who have never been among largely orcish communities. A, as a general rule, do not interact with their companions unless either the companion approaches you first or you have been granted permission. When you say companions, what exactly are we talking about here? You will see shortly. Does that mean anything to us? Roll history. Does that mean anything to me? Yeah, I would like to potentially make it possible. Nope. It's an eight. Eighteen, if I can. This doesn't spread too far outside of traditionally Coalition of Tribes territory, but you recall something about orcs and animals being very important. Okay. Wolves. But the dock opens and you are free to leave. Step out into the stormy sunshine. Till we'll leave last. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have any idea where on planet we might begin looking? Libraries, maybe? Lovely. I'll just wander off. Uh, the best places for information gathering are typically bars. So, the instant all of you step off the ship, it is immediately apparent what Tungashi was talking about. Um, nearly every other orc that you see has some form of animal companion with them. Whether it be a wolf, a raven, uh, a bear, in some cases. Various, various animals of various types all accompany the majority of the orcs that you see. Uh, 
Uh, all of them appear to walk. No leash. Many of them don't even have a collar except for as some form of identification. Um, but they all sort of walk with this air of companionship alongside the majority of the orcs that you see. When I get my death ray gadget, I'm installing it in a cybernetic raven. <laughs> do any of the do any of the animals have modifications or cybernetics or anything that we see? A number of them do, um, okay. but it, it usually it usually appears to be like replacement of injuries. Like some have like lost okay. a limb and have had it replaced or something like that. Right. It's None not. Them, hey, no, I had a bear and I thought if it also had chainsaw spikes on its back, that would be cool. I mean, some of them have something like that, but it's usually as part of some kind of reconstructive cybernetics. Okay. Like, you see a wolf whose, like, right paw appears to have been lost, and it's been replaced with a cybernetic one that also happens to have what appears to be, like, buzzsaw blades on where the on where the claws would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good to know, good to know, good to know. Um... I mean, I just have stepping out of the ship. Is there anything that from the from the landing pad? Is there anything that catches my eye, just as I look around? I mean, aside from the animals. <laughs> aside from the animals, obviously. It's like like point of interest that might seem worth looking at. Well, hundred percent honest. Learning about learning about uh, Faust is like secondary on his brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. You do note that. Um. There are very few people here who seem to be walking without purpose. Um, there are not many people who are either loitering or just wandering. Um, almost everyone who is walking through this area of docking is either going to or from a place they need to be now, uh, or are standing in a position of, this is my post and I am here right now. Um, there is very little just casual traffic. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the the point of interest that you notice is there appears to be a docking information authority um, where you can see there is an orc woman um, a, set of, a set of braids that sort of drape down to about mid-back uh, and an owl that is sort of perched on her left shoulder with one cybernetic eye uh, that uh, is sort of manning a computer desk on, a, on like a kiosk. Coltarn is immediately heading there. Given you, you, that, you, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go on. Given that Till's mentor was an orc of Volkir, Till's going to take to the sky and just try and do an aerial survey. See if there's anything from Fellcutter's stories or teachings that resonates with anything that he's seeing especially if he sees anything that is like, holy shit, there's another orcish monastery, maybe even practicing the same traditions that he was taught in. Yeah. Um, let me present him. Okay. 14. As you, as you look around, wow, wow, you're rolling like shit. I am rolling like shit today. Hmm? Um, as, as you, as you sort of fly up and look around, um, the uh, the first thing you notice is uh, the winds get very strong the instant you leave like ground cover. Um, uh, the second thing you notice is there's a lot of lightning rods built into a lot of these buildings. Cool. 
uh, and you are very quickly making yourself somewhat higher than a lot of the small than a lot of the lower buildings. He's gonna trust trust to his deck saves and acrobatic skills and do some shit that's a little reckless. He's going to ride some wind currents that he has not had a chance to in a very long time. And yeah, it's it's very easy to glide. Um, uh, so and you you try and make sure that you stay lower than the highest building. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. right. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider-manning um, your way through a storm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, as you as you go, you do see. Um, one thing that you see as you fly up is a uh, uh, a fixture that your master had spoken of often, which is uh, the 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 mouth of the wolf, uh, which is a large uh, mountain like fortress. Uh, Wolkir, uh is a Orcish word that means the wolf's rest, uh, and the the mouth of the wolf. Um, is a uh, is a enormous was a mountain and has been made into a fortress. Nice. Um, the uh, that has been reshaped into um, and you can see it. It the the front of it is dotted with defensive spires that are covered in guns and various defensive measurements that are built out of both the front, the, the top, the, like the, out of the ground and out of the overhang of the mountain in the shape of fangs. Gotcha. Um, which is why it's called the wolf's mouth. Um, uh, and inside you can see massive amounts of like, in like, uh, command structure and large amounts of, infrastructure and buildings the, the the wolf's mouth is the seat of government for the planet of Wokir. gotcha uh iconic landmark does not look like a tourist destination though no it is definitely right. it, well unless you're a <laughs> diplomat in which case you will be going there right uh and it does strike you uh an individual like like furial faust is probably a diplomat everywhere he goes right right right, right. okay Cool. That's good to know. There is, pro- there is probably no government that does not want to know when he's around. Fair enough. Understandable. Do, do any of the people have insectile companions, or are they oh, all no. okay? Uh, there, there are there are not many that have like swarms of them, though some do. Um, but for the most part, when you see an insectile companion, it's something like an enormous fucking centipede that's like the size of a horse that sort of follows one of them around. Okay. That's I, terrifying. I, I, think, <laughs> I think um bees are 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 more in evidence uh, around just us. Just a hundred yeah. horse sized legs. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that the thing that you're gathering is that an individual from Wolkir's favorite class is Ranger. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Orc's favorite class, Ranger. Uh uh, but, um, th- yeah, the, the, I'm, so yeah, uh, Coltharn's headed to the information desk. Is anyone else headed there or somewhere else? Or are you, some of you just like heading out of the, of the, of the dock? Uh, Justice will hang back and make sure, uh, nobody goes off on their own other than Till, I guess, who's looking to play lightning rod. Um, speaking of Till with the rest of your perception, you do yeah. spot. 
a monastery that is built in the same style as your master's. Um, it is a, a short distance away from the wolf's mouth, uh, probably not a long walk, um, and probably serves as a training point uh, for Iron Path, Iron Path monks on the surface of Wolkir. All right, he'll start heading that direction then. Kendall is mostly keeping an eye on Till currently. So as you're keeping an eye on Till, you see Till sort of flies up in the air in circles for a minute and then takes off in a direction. Um, huh. he'll, he'll get about 30 seconds along his route and then just send a voice broadcast to the rest of the comms. I see a place that I might personally be welcome. I'm going to check there. Call me if you need anything. Hmm? The prize is going to, uh, after taking a moment to just look around and see the various landmarks that have been described, uh, walk over to Justice and say, how's your orcish? Um... I'm going to check real quick. I don't think it's great. Um, Do you have the language? Uh, yeah, that's what I, I couldn't remember offhand. Uh, just us will say extremely lacking. How about your? How about yours? Same. If I could speak the language, I'd go check the records. Seems like a sensible place to start, but who am I to be the sensible one? Why don't we go to the records and see what they have available in other languages? Perhaps they have interpreters. You, you do know that um, most things in the galaxy, if it's public record, will probably also have a copy in Goblin Basic. Um, however, like important records that the people of Wolkir would not want necessarily anyone to have access to would almost certainly only be kept in Orkish. Well, then we are not going to be stealing the important records today because we can't read them. We are certain we I mean, could likely obtain copies. Coltarn can read Orcish. Oh. And speak Orcish because he's an orc. Oh. <laughs> copies. That's good. Um, and, and, and do we... Is Coltarn already headed to the Hall of Records? Now, Coltar is headed to the information desk on the on on this level of the docks. Okay. Uh, do we know where the Hall of Records are? Uh, you would probably have to like check an information desk, like the one that Coltar is headed to, to get directions around the city. Um, that would probably be helpful. But Surprise was planning on just heading towards the governmental building, so it's a yeah. good thing Surprise isn't by themselves. Um, <laughs> where where's um? Let's see. What is the what is the smartest looking animal around us? Coltarn. Uh probably <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, So do you mean typically associated with wisdom or like actual like intelligence score on on beast level? No, I mean I mean like which looking around at the companions, which ones seem most alert? I guess is uh, actually Roll me animal handling. Oh, I thought you were going for the the archaic meaning, meaning best dressed. Eleven. Uh, so the thing that you notice is that the majority of the animals here seem more alert than you would typically associate with animals in the wild. Um, it 
they they definitely seem to be more whether it's natural whether it's part of orcish training or whether it is something supernatural the animals that are companions to uh to these orcs seem smarter than you would expect justus is going to okay. get into a fight immediately i um, decided yeah, so, so just okay then in that case what is the closest animal to me uh there's a guard who has a wolf sitting next to them so just us turns to the wolf and is just it just sort of um tur- kind of turns away from surprise and then from the bees uh actually i think it's probably the bees the bees go over to the wolf and then the the buzzing of the bees sort of condenses into an approximation of sort of huffs and growls and and uh and so on and they will shape themselves into a wolf-like shape so they can approximate the body language too and i'm going to use my uh swarm keeper free cast of speak with animals um and say hi what's the most boring place around here where they keep lots of paper and people stare at them a lot the uh... immediately breaking the suggestion yeah, I love it. This is delightful. Uh, so the wolf just sort of looks up at the collection of bees in front of them, and there's just this sort of warning growl. And uh, the 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 orc standing next to them immediately, you see, this is a guard uh, who is standing there with a heavy bore assault rifle, is just sort of like standing guard, and just sort of looks at uh, at just us, and uh, just. Like there's this like low growl from them that almost mimics the wolves, uh, as they just, uh, uh, they uh, just they just sort, they like sort of look over in. they look over at just us and go, um, uh, as I try and remember my thing, uh, can I try to mitigate the situation? Uh, is as one is he sort knock. Leave leave my companion to his rest. Oh, was the wolf asleep? I and mean, he was sort of just sort of lounging. He wasn't necessarily asleep, but he wasn't doing much. Okay. That's why I was asking about alert, but I mean uh, he looks alert, but he was resting. Okay. All right. He wasn't he wasn't um, like patrolling or anything. He was just sort of sitting and watching. Um Justice says We did not want to distract you from your watch, and your companion seemed to have some time. We are seeking the Hall of Records. <laughs> the orc just sort of bears teeth. Then you should probably seek the one who gathers information and provides it. And it indicates to it indicate it indicates to the booth that, that Coltar is headed to. Are you unaware of its location? It is not my duty to provide you with that information. It is my duty to protect this dock. To to surprise. This is going to be more difficult than we initially expected. That's okay. We can manage it together. And I'm going to start walking, uh, like, take just us by the elbow. Start walking just us over towards the information. 
There is there is a brief moment as you take the elbow where the arm just like detaches and comes away, and then the rest the of the body doesn't slow down. No, I mean I I like I I figured this is normal ethereal stuff. It's just like the rest of the body is lagging for a moment, and then it's I like. Love it. Um, the the bees sort of reform and just go okay bye uh, and come back to follow just us and surprise. Uh, <laughs> that was to the wolf in animal yeah. speak. The, the the wolf the wolf doesn't deign it with a response and just goes back to like resting its paw on it, resting its head on its paws and watching the area. For for the remaining ten minutes, the bees will continue to say hello to animals that they pass. In... Most of the, most of them don't give you the time of day. Okay. Let me know if any do. <laughs> Most of them are guard animals, so no. Okay. <laughs> it does not stop bees. So the one that does answer you is the owl on the information on the on the information attendant's uh, shoulder because that's their job. <laughs> okay. Uh, Colts aren't already there, I assume. Yeah, so Colts aren't. You arrive. I've been first. there. You've been. Uh, you've been there. Before we get to me, is, was Mister or Kindle doing anything? You've been there the whole. I have. Uh, Missile's probably with Kindle right now, so wherever Kindle's going. Uh, Kindle is just sort of facing for a bit, sort of just just watching after where Till went, and eventually, I think once the growling starts, uh, sort of starts and run. Uh, uh, where are we going? I have no clue. They're going that way. We should probably go that way with them. Okay. Hey. Yep. Start meandering that way. All right. Uh, so yeah, once when, when, once Coltarn got to the information booth in Orcish, that very clearly sounds like studied Orcish, not raised Orcish. Um, it also has a particularly dwarven accent. It also has a particularly dwarven accent. Uh, excuse me. Um, where would I look for information on ships uh, of Wolkir that were reported missing about 20 years ago? Uh, the, the, the woman who looks probably like middle-aged by Orcish standards, probably like in her 40s, mm -hmm. uh, maybe 50s, um, uh, uh, sort of looks up as you speak from her from her information desk. Sort of looks you up and down, trying to find your past, eh, Foundling? I didn't. I hadn't thought about it until literally just now. But yes, that kind of information will probably be best found in the public wings of the Wolf's Maw. Looks around and looks like can I can it be seen from here? Uh no, because you technically there's like walls in the way. Um this is my first time in my life, as far as I have memory, being on Wolkir. Uh where how would I get there? Uh once you exit the dock you can't miss it. It's the large mountain that has been turned into a fortress. Thank you very much for your time. Um, Is there anything else, any other information I can get you while you're here? I think that's it. Public record, you said? 
Yes. Uh, and he, without looking behind, he's just going to start heading uh, uh, out, out, out the docks and trying to see if he can spot the, the, the place. I think, like, right at this point, the bees come up and say to the owl, Hi, where do you all keep the records? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, owl, the owl looks at uh, the orc that, whose shoulder they're sitting on. The two of them look at each other, exchange a couple of noises. Uh, and the, the, the owl looks over at the bees. Uh, you will find what you seek within the mouth of the wolf. Uh, he was grumpy and didn't want to talk to us. Okay. Within the mountain, young ones. Oh, okay. And the, the orc <laughs> looks up at Justas as the bees communicate with the owl. Can I help you? No. The bees come back, um, communicate. Justus turns and says. And I, I guess just sort of points at Coltarn and says, follow Coltarn. Oh, prize nods and heads off that direction. So you see, slightly dis, like slightly distant chain, just following Coltarn. <laughs> Make way for ducklings. Do 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 Kendall and Mistel even stop at the information desk, or are they just like keep following as they follow? Um, I feel like follow probably. Okay. <laughs> We all split up only to go to the same place. <laughs> so the, uh, the the group of you step onto the elevator. And again, it's this sort of very, very Spartan steel box, basically. Um, uh, the, the, the buttons on the elevator are ornamented with orcish runes, but they also every now and then flicker to goblin basic so that you can tell what they say. Um, and you hit the you hit the button that indicates for the ground floor, um, and the elevator heads down. Uh, Coltarn is while in the elevator is studying the elevator, trying to get a grasp for how much his understanding of orcish technology matches to what he's seeing, uh, and and just sort of like bridging the gap between the two, if there is one, bridging the gap between the two. There's a minor gap. Um, you, you sort of got the the idea in your head that orcish technology was built for aggression, when in reality it's just built for directness. It's just uh, every, every, everything that orc everything that orcs build has a purpose and is built for that purpose. Did anybody catch up with Coltarn to ride the same elevator as him, or are we all catching the next elevator? I don't know. Would Coltarn have waited? If I turned and <laughs> saw them heading towards the elevator, he would have waited. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone caught everyone catches up then. Um, Surprise just sort of whistles in the elevator. Do you all know where you're going? I'm just following just us. He got, he got the instructions. I'm. We're following them. All of them. <laughs> Don't look over towards just He us. told me to follow you. Huh. They told me. This would seem to be the whole of records. We had hoped. This? this is an elevator. The Hall of Records is the uh, 
the governmental building, which we should be able to identify as soon as we get out of the elevator. I'm glad somebody got the direction. Oh, okay. Well, then it seems we're all heading in the same direction then. Colton, how about nobody's friends here are that much fun, say the bees. What are you talking about? We tried to talk to some of the other companions and none of them wanted to talk except for the owl. Well, the owl was nice. Tongashi had indicated that we shouldn't try to talk to anyone's companions unless expressly uh, asked to or allowed to. Right. Yeah, but, but what does he know? We're also companions, so we thought it was okay. At least about... Uh, Nagashi, who is in the elevator, having having yeah. followed with everyone else, uh, says, It was amusing to watch you try. So, another thing you should know about the culture of Wokir. The people here follow a society that is built on a rigid... On two pillars of their community. I hate rigid pillars. Well, I mean, there is... unrigid pillars aren't really good at being pillars, so... Exactly! There are two of the orcs of woke here. Oh, pillars! Yes. <laughs> there are two of the orcs of woke here, two aspects of life. There is who one is as an individual and their ideas and pursuits, and there is who one is to the community in which they belong. Often, these aspects of life are kept very separate and become entirely different personas within the idea of who it is to be an individual upon the planet. When a guard is acting as a guard. They do not do things that are not part of their life as a guard. When it is their job to stand and protect, they do not have much truck for idle conversation. If you wish to learn, you should find one whose role is to teach. That seems... Admirable clarity of purpose. It seems rather speciesist to me. That assumes that we all get the chance to grow up. To be fair, you are not expected to live by the same rules that they do. Well, then why is he so mad? Because he is doing his job and his role. Whether or not you follow his role, he would rather you respect his own position. It's like we talked about surprise. Everyone gets to learn to people in their own way. This is how these people have learned. We don't have to do the same. I just think they're a bunch of spoil sports. Uh, the elevator hits the bottom floor and the door opens. Immediately out the elevator. <laughs> I think you'll find that there is more fun to be had when you're not speaking to a guard. Try. That's done really well. 
Try speaking to a barman. It is part of their duty to speak and to offer consolation. Ah, uh, and information. Ah, yes. Mandatory fun. <laughs> <laughs> However long we're on this planet, it might just be too long. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, uh, Till, nope. uh, you soar and cross the distance and your feet alight, uh, on the steps of the monastery. Uh, as you look, there are a pair of individuals sort of standing on either side of the main entranceway, both of them decked in a variety of guns, but wearing not much else aside from basic clothing. Till will sling Longshot over his shoulder, put it down on the stairs in front of him, unholster the Fearsol revolver, and just slow, slowly and ceremoniously disarm himself like he was taught. And then sit at the bottom of the stairs with his weaponry in front of him and just wait to be approached. As you do, uh, the door to the monastery opens. Uh, and uh, a third individual, uh, also orcish. Um, you've only seen a handful of people who weren't orcs, most of them, and most of them that aren't are Kardash or trolls. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, this, this individual steps out, uh, and you see that they are um, feminine, uh, their entire head has been shaved except for a single um, long braid that has sort of been tied around their neck, almost like a scarf. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as they step down, you can see that um, the, they're, they have no guns immediately on their front. Mm -hmm. But you can sort of see there's a harness on their back that has a variety of pistols that sort of hang behind them, almost like a cape of guns. Um, gun cape, uh, gun cape. Uh, as as they uh, as, as they step down uh, to to the bottom of the steps to look at you, uh, they observe you briefly and then look down to the firearms you carry. Um, they kneel just for just a moment and place a single hand on each of the weapons. You carry yourself with purpose and the essence of your equipment speaks of your experience. Welcome to the monastery, child of the Iron Path. My name is Till Wayland. My master is Beric Fellcutter. I am an initiate of the Iron Path. He carried the knowledge of this planet into the stars and found me a willing student. If his name means anything to you, I would honor him here in whatever way 
the masters of this monastery deem acceptable before asking my own requests. I am Trokron Toran. Though you will know me as Keeper Garak or Keeper Garas. Should you wish to study your art here, you are welcome. Should you need rest, you are welcome. I would, should you wish to share it, know the history of my former master and his exploits outside of this place. It will nod and begin to stand and rearm himself and then just follow wherever she leads before beginning his recitation of his training under Fellcutter's work. He will, or she will lead you inside. Um, and as you, as you enter, you see that uh, the very first room in this monastery, as you're familiar with that yours, is a firing range. Mm -hmm. The, the very, the entryway of the, of the monastery is a place of training because from the moment you enter the monastery, you are a student. Mm. Um, and this is true of everyone, even the masters. Uh, and as is, as is tradition, as, as the keeper Garas, uh, walks through, she takes a shot at every target she passes. None miss. Phil will use the revolver, I think, in order to follow her example. Mm -hmm. Since that's what he first trained on. Mm -hmm. Just make me an attack roll in general. Okay. 26. <clears throat> For the 26, none of yours miss. Excellent. <laughs> Good. I don't shit my pants walking through the front door. <laughs> I, I made an excellent revolver. You use it well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the expectation is if you... Is as you seek entry, you take a shot at every target you pass, and if you miss one, you stop until you hit. Right. Mm -hmm. Do not proceed until you have hit the target. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Which means the more novice individuals might take a while to get past the entryway. <laughs> Till we'll follow the keeper. Um, and they, and... Will, they will lead you into uh, basically an interior garden um, where the materials used to cultivate ammunition. The, the, the garden is a place where they grow the natural ingredients of their, of their particular ammunition. Uh, it's very rare for an individual to load their own, to, to make their own ignition uh, for, for ballistic ammo, because most people just get standardized magazines. Mm -hmm. um, but this monastery seems to take pride in mastering all aspects of the firearm, the construction, the operation, the maintenance. And they seem to make 
make their own powder and case their own shells. Um, as he goes in, if and if he sees any other monks or initiates around, he'd be keeping an eye out. And the main thing he'd be looking for is whether or not anybody uses energy or laser weapons, or if everybody's carrying ballistic uh, armaments. Uh, the vast majority are ballistic. Okay. Um, there are some energy energy weapons uh, okay. in use, uh, and you suspect probably, as is similar tradition with the ballistic weapons, there are probably places where the individuals there learn to operate and maintain and construct the energy batteries that are used to handle those weapons as well. But the garden is most prominent and most obvious of, mm -hmm. of those places. Um, uh, and uh, as as uh, as she leads you into the garden, she sort of lets a hand out and just sort of brushes past a couple of the plants uh, and finds a basically a small meditation clearing, uh, like a small circle of stones in the center of the garden, uh, and just sort of walks to the opposite end of it, turns around and sits. And just gestures for you to sit on the other end of the ring. He'll sit down, and he looks at her right in the right in the, like the the voice box level of the throat, not quite meeting her eyes. Mm -hmm. I met Burick Fellcutter on the night that I received this, and he gestures to the corner of his face where all of you would have seen. He's got like a half circle scar, um, of an arc. Definitely looks like he got stabbed by a bottle. Hmm. Mm -hmm. During that period of my life, I was frequently a target for those whose aggression outstripped their wisdom. <clears throat> Felcutter believed that with the proper training as someone who had been more often a victim I might be able to protect those of similar origins to myself hmm? I was not a talented student for Many years. Five. I struggled under his training. And what I did not possess in talent, he taught me to make up for with effort. The neighborhood that we shared on Gilgamesh Station was eventually made safer by his teachings and leadership and refusal to accept the tyranny of the strong. After five years of training and with his 
guidance and knowledge. He judged me capable enough that one morning I awoke and he was gone. I stayed until circumstances pulled my course from that neighborhood as well. But his wisdom and teachings left it a better place in his wake. And whatever good I did there in his absence was defined by the example that he set for me. It has ever been my master's habit to teach only until his lessons were no longer needed and then go to seek those who were in need. He was never one to stay in one place for long. Though he left in his wake those who either would or would teach those eventually would I am the one who elected to stay and keep this temple and see to each new generation of those who would walk the iron path as I am sure my master taught you as well the path of iron is not one of strength it is one of resilience it is one of judgment and the power to affect change not by force but by precision. And I felt that my most accurate shot, as it were, would be one that was fired not by my hand, but by a student that I would place in the world. Bill gets a little bit of a wry grin, and there's a glimmer at the corner of one of his eyes. <laughs> I hear the echo of his voice in your words. So tell me, why are you truly here, till Wayland? My companions seek information on Furial Faust. They have voted me their leader, and therefore we require the best knowledge of the dragon that we can achieve in order to most safely gain what is required of him. Explain to me why your group is here, Till Wayland. But why are you here? And as that question echoes in the air, that's where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>